In this episode of Scaling Postgres, we talk about modeling, query performance, statistics, PG metrics, and high availability. I'm Creston Jameson, and this is Scaling Postgres, episode three. All right, we're going to start things off a little bit different. I'm gonna prioritize content that is more applicable to developers first and then follow up with the other uh, articles that would be of general interest to someone looking to scale Postgres. So the first article we have is Database Modelization Anti-Patterns. This is from the tapouieh.org blog. So in this article, he discusses um, three anti-patterns that he finds uh, when people are modeling their application. Uh, the, the first is um, entity attribute values, uh, and you, know, you should pretty much not use this pattern. And the second is having multiple values per column. So the example he uses here is you have a tags field that you contain in a text field with some sort of delimiter. Here's a semicolon, for example, and these are, for example, uh, tweets, and how this is an anti-pattern. And if you use normalization, there's a better way to structure this data with a tags table and a tweets to tags uh, linking table. And the third is he's looking at is actually UUIDs. Uh, so clearly he's not a fan of UUIDs. Um, I mean, I generally tend to use sequences. However, UUIDs do become interesting when you need something that's globally unique, like you're having data coming in from multiple, uh, say, Postgres databases that you're, you need to do something to ensure uniqueness. So why I chose this article is that I think this is some education that would be of benefit to a lot of developers, because really it's the modeling that can really impact performance. And if you're looking to scale your database, uh, it's important to get the modeling uh, right as soon as you can. So definitely encourage you to check out this article. The next article is from the Cybertech blog, and the title is Detecting Performance Problems Easily in PostgreSQL. So right from the get-go, he says, improving PostgreSQL performance beyond parameter tuning. And that goes back to what I just mentioned, is that a lot of the performance gains, and look, if you're looking to scale your database, the getting the modeling right, getting the indexing right, that can give you amazing performance gains, um, hundredfold, thousandfold potentially, um, compared to trying to tune the database better. Uh, there's a place for it, but generally query optimization uh, can get you bigger wins. So in this article, he goes over um, how to look for slow query statements in terms of enabling uh, PG stat statements and gives you some queries you can look at to be able to pull out uh, those queries that are slow in the database using some of these uh, PG stat statements. So definitely an article to check out if you're uh, unfamiliar with using PG stat statements. The next article is from the Citus Data blog. And the title is, The Postgres 10 Feature You Didn't Know About, Create Statistics. So this goes over, uh, of course, a new feature in uh, Postgres 10, where historically the statistics planner only operated on single columns. Um, and that's pretty much what it does by default. However, 
it has introduced uh, two additional statistics where you can define relationships between columns. So it's not just looking at single columns, but you can define that there are relationships that exist between these two columns to get better statistics. So it offers two different ways to define these related statistics. The first way is to define that there are dependencies um, between two columns. And near the bottom of the article, they mention some real-world implications of these types of dependencies. So for example, uh, here's a quote, having columns for month, quarter, and year, because you want to show statistics grouped by all in reports, well, there's a relationship between month, quarter, and year. Also, relationships between geographic hierarchies. So um, a country, a state, a city columns, and filtering grouping by them, um, there are only certain cities in a state, there are only certain states in a country or cities in a country. So by creating these statistics, you give the optimizer more accurate information to be able to come up with the best query plan. And they also mention the other type of statistic you can create is an indistinct, which is a distinct count between the columns. So there are certain use cases where this could be beneficial. And if you think your data could benefit from it, I definitely suggest uh, checking out this blog post on it. The next article is from the ops-.com blog, Announcing PG Metrics. So this appears to be a command line tool that enables you to retrieve from the system tables of Postgres all sorts of statistics information and export it via JSON or just get human readable text. So as opposed to um, opening a database connection and querying certain tables, they've designed this utility to be able to pull out this information. And it covers replication status, replication slots, standby replication status while archiving, BG Writer, backends, um, vacuum progress, table spaces, databases, all this sort of information uh, to help you get a gauge on how your database is performing. So if you're looking for some different ways to monitor your database, you might want to check out this project. So this is the announcing um, blog post, but there's also pgmetrics.io, which is a website dedicated to this project. The next article is from the severalnines.com blog, and the title is Top PG Clustering HA Solutions for Postgres. So HA means high availability, and this just goes over a broad overview of all the high availability options that are available uh, in Postgres. Some built in, some you need separate products for. So standby databases, clusters, uh, using DRBD, etc. So if you're considering a high availability solution, this gives a broad overview of different options that are available. The next article is from the second quadrant blog, PostgreSQL Meltdown Benchmarks. So with the recent vulnerabilities that have been discovered um, in CPU speculative execution, Meltdown and Spectre, uh, there's been a lot of concerns about how with, will this impact performance of servers. And they went in and did some performance testing with PostgreSQL, as well as looking at it with different patches. Uh, so they have these graphs that define uh, the different performance impacts for both 
uh, online transaction processing loads and online analytical processing loads. And it's not an insignificant impact in the conclusion here, but definitely something to keep in mind that this will have an impact on performance as you install these patches. Um, potentially, maybe they'll get better in the future. And the last article is actually a tutorial I developed at scalingpostgres.com, and it's PostgreSQL Backup and Point-in-Time Recovery. So if you're at the getting started stages of setting up your backup and a, a point-in-time recovery plan, uh, I, I encourage you to go ahead and check it out. That does it for Episode 3 of Scaling Postgres. You can get the links to all the content presented in the show notes. Be sure to head over to scalingpostgres.com to receive weekly notifications of these episodes. You can also subscribe via YouTube or iTunes. Thanks.